there. You're listening to the Align Creative Living Podcast, an empowering place for women to find inspirational topics from intuition and creativity to real life triumphs and struggles. We're talking all things soul-aligned living here. Nothing is off limits. Welcome home, sister. I'm your host, Renee Shear. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast episode. This is part four of the Awakened Woman series, and I am featuring special guest Victoria Armijo. Victoria is a women's empowerment coach, a human design coach. She's a mom. She's a breast cancer survivor. She's just a really amazing soul. And we are really talking a lot today about relearning, relearning who we are, relearning the pieces of ourselves that we feel like we've lost, giving ourselves a voice. You're going to hear stories from her personal journey. We're talking about self-love and compassion and our intuition, being ready versus not being ready for for what our future holds for us, for, for what our path is, and the importance of having faith and the importance of having a connection to spirit and our spirituality. And there's just so much beautiful wisdom and, and powerful uh, words uh, in this episode. So I can't wait to, to release this to you. And without further ado, I'm just going to go ahead and do that because I'm so excited. Um, just a note, please feel free to leave us a five-star review on iTunes so that other women out there can find us in the podcast world that really does help other people to find us. Enjoy the show. Hi, Victoria. Welcome. I'm so happy you're here today with me. Hi, Renee. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here with you today. Thanks for having me on. Yes, yes, yes. Super excited. Um, I love how before this, we were just chatting about kind of like what we do and how we're all still trying to figure things out. And I feel like that's kind of a, a nice little lead in to, to some of the things I want to talk about today, because, you know, um, we're talking about, you know, what it's, what it means to be an awakened woman. And I think that some of the things that I haven't talked about in previous interviews, or even in, in my own um, personal podcasts is, is that, you know, kind of like releasing that pressure of, of having everything to be so spot on and having everything to be, you know, having all your ducks in a row and knowing exactly what, what the course is and, you know, all of that. And so I just, I guess I want to just start right there because I think it's so important that, that, that women understand that just because you're awakened doesn't necessarily mean you have everything figured out. It doesn't mean that you have all of the answers. So what what do you have to say about that? First of all, I guess, let me ask you, like, what does being awakened mean to you? Like, what does that look like and feel like to you? And then also, how do you sort of embody the whole letting go process of in the attachments of, of being who you are and where you're going? I love this question so much. And I'm glad that you kind of, we started with this because we were talking about this right before you hit record. And it's one of those things where, you know, we put so much pressure on ourselves, just like you said, as women, 
we think that we have to have it figured out, whether it's motherhood, whether it's a job or a career or even running our own business. It's, you know, we think that it needs to have this, I don't know, this specific step one, step two, step three. And we forget sometimes that as women, we are not a linear, we don't live this linear life. We live this cyclical life where, you know, we've been, we really have shut this part of us down. It's not something that, you know, I know many women can really speak about, which is one of the things that I believe that an awoke woman really embodies. They are in tune with those parts of their feminine being that we have, we've been told all of our lives to, you know, hush it down. Like you're too loud. That's one of the things that I've I was always told growing up, you're too loud. And it's so funny that you brought this up because I did an interview yesterday and we spoke about this, how, you know, these little girls are being told to, they're being too loud or being too rough or, you know, people don't like that about you. Well, who cares? And that's the thing. We're, we're pushing these emotions, these, the person that we actually are, we're pushing it down to a place where we no longer have an attachment to it or no longer can physically get to. And when you become a woman of my age, you know, 39 years old, almost 40, you know, in March, it, it gets a little harder because you forget. And it's not about really becoming somebody else. For me, it's about re-knowing who I am, relearning that part of me that I completely lost because I've been, you know, an entrepreneur for over 10 years. And it's always been that hustle, that grinding, that figuring out, you know, what's that next step? What's that next tactic or that next hack that I need to learn to make this business, you know, succeed. And what I've learned in the past year, when I really dug into my health journey and my, you know, going deep down within my soul, which is something, and I tell, I tell this all the time on my podcast and in my stories, I, I say, I had completely lost my spiritual being. I lost who I was. I lost that connection to source and God universe, you know, whatever you want to say. I, I lost touch with that. And I lost that faith that I had in it. And the past year has been me re-knowing and relearning the faith that I knew that I had, that I had just lost. And of course, you know, we have a lot of conditioning that happens in our life and, you know, family and friends and schools and teachers, but it's really about just coming back to your own body and just telling the world, this is who I am, like it, great. And if you don't, then, you know, have a wonderful life. And it's not about having to be a mean person or just be negative. It's just about just being able to embody who you are and really love yourself completely. Because I say this a lot, you know, if we don't love ourselves, you know, I tell my daughters, you need to love yourself first because you can't expect others to love you if you can love yourself. Because the way you love yourself is just portrayed in your energy and the way you carry yourself. And that's what's gonna bring you that love back to yourself and those around you. You know, I don't know if I answered your question. I kind of went in a little. <laughs> no, you did totally. It's so beautiful. You touched on so many beautiful points there. You know, the the deconditioning and and the the, the self acceptance and all mm -hmm. of that. It's so. When would you say, like, when you look back at your journey, was there a moment in time that still where you kind of realized where you you 
when was it that you felt like you lost that spiritual or that faith aspect of yourself that kind of woke you up and was like, oh, you know, I need, I need more. I need to kind of shift this. The funny thing is that, you know, I hadn't realized that I had lost that. It was, I remember it was 2020 March. It was around my birthday, you know, COVID was just starting, but if for some reason something just hit me and I, I remember talking to my husband and telling him there has to be something better than this. There has to be something more to life than this constant grinding and, and like hardship, even in the hardship I've found in the past year that it's a lesson to be learned. And, you know, you know, you know, part of my story is just, there's a lot I've, my past, there's a lot in my past. And I am a breast cancer survivor where I think that's where the big, I say the big hole happened for me, you know, where I dropped down and that's where I went into the darkest moments of my life. And I remember after I beat it, I remember telling my husband, man, I thought that that at least would have snapped me out of something, but it didn't. I, I wasn't ready for it. My, I, my body, my mind wasn't ready for it until this past year in March. And all of a sudden something just went, wait a second. Like there has to be something more. I just went through all of this. I have grown so much. I just beat this disease. This can't be what life is about. Like it can't be, you know? So yeah, I, I think that was my moment right there. My clarity that I think something was someone, something universe was yeah. trying to tell me, wake up, it's time. Yeah. And you, you touched on a couple of really important points there too. And, you know, the thing is that, you know, cause we all, we all go through our own journeys in our own timing. And yeah, like you said, a lot of times people may be going through a real major hardship like that, like a disease you know, a lot of times that wakes people up. Um, but then, like you said, sometimes they're not ready for it. Sometimes they still have more they have to go through before they finally have that moment of clarity that's like, oh. And so what I want to touch on about that and the beauty of that is that number one, we have to, I, I think what it means to sort of be awake, awake or awoke is number one, you know, believing in and having like that faith or that spiritual mm -hmm. aspect that you talked about. Because when you think about, at least when I think about spirituality and, and you can talk about this too, but I think of it as, you know, it, the universe, you know, it's teaching us. It, it teaches us to detach. It teaches us to detach from expectations and to sort of lean into the flow of life and trust in the flow of life. You know, uh, you know, you probably heard this a million times with like, I mean, think about like in the autumn when, when all the leaves fall off the trees, like they just fall off the trees. You know, the earth shows us that, you know, you just let go. It's cyclical. You go through these, through these cycles and eventually they bud again and they bloom again and they show their beauty. And then they go back into the shadows and back into the darkness. And our journeys are just like that. And then, you know, eventually one day we realize, you know, we have that ability kind of like you did where you're like, I know there's so much more. I know there's so much more. I know I'm meant for so much more. And that awareness, I think is, is like the starting point of our true awakening. I believe where like the universe or God or spirit is sort of showing us, 
you're ready now. Now it's time. Now you're ready. Let's do this. <laughs> what do you say I about that? I completely agree with you because there's no way that if we're not ready, if our body's not ready, if our mind's not ready, if our soul is not in our body ready to, you know, hold us accountable, what we're here to do or here to live, then there's no way we're going to follow through with anything, with anything at all. I mean, we can be doing all the inner healing work, work that we want to do, but you know, subconsciously, we're just not going to be there. It's, 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 I feel like it's, not a waste of time, but it's just, it's just not touching in those, that part of you that it really needs to touch. Like for me, like I've done the inner, I've done inner healing work before that I've done their journaling. I did the meditation and I just kept going, why is this not working? What is going on? You know, I'm like, but I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to commit because when I committed last year, it was, commitment. I mean, I remember I spoke to somebody and they said, Oh, well, how do you meditate? Do you meditate every other day? I'm like, no, I meditate every single day. I journal every single day. It was a commitment for me because I knew that if I was going to really be committed to embodying this, you know, reawakened person that I knew that I was instead of this dark, um, an anxious, depressed person that wasn't enjoying life. That isn't that what we're here to do is to enjoy life. And I knew I wasn't doing that, you know, and I was teaching my children this, that life is not to be enjoyed. I'm like, this is not what I want to do. I knew that I needed to commit it. I needed to commit for a long period of time. So it became a part of me that it became a habit because we, we just don't wake up one morning and go, oh, that's it. I'm going to meditate for 60 days in a row. It, it takes practice. You know, it, it takes commitment and it takes you being able to see that other side, not necessarily stay in the moment that you're in right now, you know, know that there is something better for you. And just, again, going back to what you said, just having that faith. And I'm going to be honest, faith was never easy. It was one of those things that even when I was doing the work and I was, I knew that I was getting better. I knew that I was, you know, becoming this person that I knew I was meant to be. My husband would still say, but where's your faith? He's like, I can see that you're still struggling with that. And I still, to this day, struggle with that. I mean, how can we not, especially since you go, like you said, we all go through this different journey of the leaves falling and regrowing and you plant that seed. We're always going through this um, in our life. And it's just about just really letting go. And like you said, just, you know, no attachments, which is funny because those are my words for this year, ease flow, no attachments, because I've always attached an outcome to something. And then when it doesn't happen the way I want it, I'm like, see, that's why. And I know the universe is going, well, we're not going to give it to you right now because you're still waiting for it. We're going to give it to you at your own time when we know you're ready for it. Just like when I started doing that inner healing work that actually woke me up and I was like, wow, yeah, what a difference looking at the world through these new eyes and not new eyes. Just, I don't want to say new because I truly feel that all of this is already within us. It's just that we lose touch with it. We lose it. We push it down and then we just need to relearn everything again. You know, as it goes back to that, you know, those limiting beliefs, it goes back to, you know, the deconditioning and just relearning who you were when you were born and brought to this world. 
Yes, that that is so beautiful. I kind of look at it, I, I have this analogy and I've used this once before, and I think it relates to a lot of different areas, but it's like, imagine yourself in a glass bubble and you, you can see, it's kind of like the glass ceiling concept. You're, imagine yourself in this glass bubble. You and your inner world is in this glass bubble. And because it's glass, you can see the outside world. You can see everything outside of you. And you observe, and you observe, and you see this, and you see that. And you see sometimes how other people are living. And you see potential, or you see, you know, you see, you can see the beauty, but you're in this glass bubble. And as, as you start to realize and see your own sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you start to see that things can be better. You, or you start to believe that there has to be more, that I can have that too, that I can be part of this beauty in this external world. And, you know, I kind of use the analogy of what ends up happening in the more awareness that you build and the more that you start to change those stories inside of yourself, the, the pressure from the glass bubble, you know, it, it, it starts to expand and expand and expand where it can't contain it anymore. And before you know it, the glass bubble is just shattered. And then all of a sudden you're free. And now it's like, oh, I can go over here and try this. And oh, I can go over here and experiment with that. And ooh, you know, get curious about the external world because you've been living so much in this bubble. And, and now it's like a whole new adventure. And it's not necessarily easy. It's not necessarily easy because we do have to face those things inside of us, those stories and those beliefs, like you said. And the decon, you know, we have to learn how to sort of decondition ourselves. So let's talk about the deconditioning for a minute, because this is an area of expertise for you. Um, and especially, you know, you have a lot of fresh stuff in your memory because you've been on this journey for the last year, especially like, what are some of the, some of the things that you've really had to learn or to, I should say, unlearn about yourself through this, through this process? I would have to say that one of the most one of the things that I realized the most was that I was doing that comparison thing as a woman, as a business owner, as a mother, you know, I was constantly comparing myself to other people and other moms and other women, you know, why can they have this? And why can't I have that? You know, why are they good at this? Why am I not good at that? You know, why is my business not thriving when I'm doing exactly what they're doing? Well, of course I wasn't going to thrive. I was trying to be somebody I wasn't. I wasn't trying to be me. I was trying to be someone else. And I think, again, it goes back to that little girl inside of me constantly being told, you know, don't talk, don't speak, you know, keep it in, you know, you're too loud. And I think that deconditioning came and, and, and in my head, I just had this, you know, well, I can't speak up. Well, I can't voice my opinion because people are not going to like that. And it's one of those, it's hard. Like you said, it's hard. It's not, I'm not going to wake up the next day and be like, oh, that's it. But I think the first step definitely is recognizing it and being aware of it. Once I become aware with uh, uh, what I'm doing, then I can ask myself the questions. Well, why am I comparing myself to that person? Or why am I not speaking up? Why can't I voice my opinion the way they're doing it? 
And then I can go from there. I can either journal it or I can just, a lot of times I just talk to myself in my head because, you know, there's like a million people talking to me in my head. <laughs> you know, and this will go like a little bit into human design that, you know, your open centers will like, I hear so much. And all this time I'm thinking, oh, it's me, it's me, it's me. And it's not, it's just the outside world. I'm soaking everything in like a sponge rather than just sifting through it. You know, I don't want to soak things in. And this is something I try to teach my daughter. So I'm like, don't soak the information. Don't soak everything in. Just sift through it. What feels good to you? Okay, then I'm going to take that. And I'm going to keep that. That's a good thing. Uh, that doesn't feel good in my body. Let's just toss that aside. So it's really just becoming aware. You know, oh my gosh, the deconditioning. I can talk so many different deconditionings. I had, it's not even funny. I mean, I came from a very strict family and it's, you know, very, you do it my way. It, my parents were in charge. I didn't have an opinion. I didn't get to say, you know, I didn't even have an opinion about what we were going to have for dinner. I tell my girls all the time, like, you are so lucky. We sit down every Sunday and we have a conversation and we ask everybody, what would you like for dinner? You know, what is something that you would like? And it's just kind of allowing them to have a voice as well in our home, especially as two little girls. I want them to have that that power to stand up for themselves and speak up when they want to speak up, not feel like they need to shun down or become small because they are women or girls or they're females. I really want them to embody that femininity that I know they have and something that I never did and I'm learning now. And I just feel like it's such a beautiful thing, especially when you're going through the deconditioning because we're not taught that as women, how powerful we are. And we are so freaking powerful. And this is something that I'm just starting to learn. And I want them to grow up knowing this, not having to relearn this or decondition this from their body or their minds. You know what I mean? It's, I really want them to go into the world and we're always going to take in conditioning because we live in a world where everybody is completely different. We're all bio-individuals and, you know, which is, you know, a beautiful thing, but we also need to be aware when we're taking in information, again, going back to that sifting, that we're not taking in something that's not us, that doesn't feel good for us. So yeah. I don't know if that answered the question, but I'm, I feel like they're just coming. So <laughs> yeah. no, that it's beautiful. Number one, what a, what a beautiful um, lesson to show your, to show your girls, you know, how, what a lucky, uh, little couple girls you, they, they are to have you for a mother to, Thank to you. show them, to give them a voice, you know, because like, you know, like you said, and me and so many of us, we didn't have a voice when we were growing up. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like, we're allowing the next generation to really shift the paradigm of, of, of what this is. And, and what I'm hearing too, from, you know, from your stories, and I, I know there's so much that you, that you, that you healed and gone through, you know, let's talk about compassion, because I think this is another area that we don't really allow ourselves, you know, we, we are so good with, with nurturing and giving compassion to others, but we don't tend to show ourselves enough compassion. You know, maybe, maybe we do give ourselves a little compassion, but a lot of times I don't think it's enough. Like really, you know, and so are there ways that you sort of allow yourself to show yourself some, some deep compassion when you're having a hard time, when you're, you're going through the motions and through those emotional waves and those, those, those darker cycles that we, that we're going to go through our entire lives, learning to have compassion for ourselves. It's funny that you bring this up because I actually just went through this the past few days. 
And at first I thought it was the full moon and I'm sure it is the full moon and Leo we're having today. <laughs> I'm sure she has something to do with it, but I felt the past few days I was going down this dark road again. And I even, you know, said it out loud, told my husband, I'm like, I'm starting to feel this darkness that I haven't felt in a long time now. And I don't like it. And I said this, what is today? Thursday, Tuesday. And then, but I kept going that hustling that I need to get work done. I have to get school done. You know, the girls need this. I need to do this. But in my head, I kept going, but you're still feeling this. What is going on? What is going on? I was being hard on myself. And then yesterday I stopped actually no, it was actually that Tuesday. I stopped at midday and I said, okay, what is going on? And I'm talking to myself out loud and immediately my body went out. My back went out. Mm. I was like, okay, now my body, not only is it physically in my head, now it's physically in my body. Something is going on. And I immediately, I told myself, stop being so hard on yourself. So what you're not feeling, you know, happy or in a good mood today, you're feeling that darkness and let's just feel the darkness. Let's just make some comfort food. Let's go lay in bed. Let's put on the heating pad. And then let's, let's listen to our body and see what it needs. And that's exactly what I did. And for the rest of the day, I just laid in bed and kind of just took care of me. Cause I feel like before I wasn't listening to my body, which is why I do believe that I got sick. I believe that I was just being so hard on myself. Why, why am I so horrible? Why can I do this? And then I kept going while now I know better. So I know that I need to do better. And when I stopped and listened to my body and I rested, I think for me, that was being compassionate. I was like, you're, I told my husband, you're in charge of dinner. The girls knew, you know, you need to go to daddy if you need anything and taking that time for myself, which is why I'm such a big proponent of self-care, especially when it comes to women and moms. I, I will talk your ear off about self-care and I don't care what anybody else thinks. I just think that you cannot, cannot, in my opinion, you cannot give to others if you're not giving to yourself. It's like taking a glass of water that's completely, you know, halfway full. You give it to everybody in your family, to your friends, to everybody around you, and then they give it back to you, but you didn't give it to yourself. How are you supposed to give them more next time they need it? If you didn't give yourself first, like putting on the mask first when you're on the airplane, that's the reason we do that. We can't put on the mask on our child or the person next to us who needs us if we're not taking care of ourselves first. So I truly believe that being compassionate, taking care of your mind, your body, your soul, I think that right there can change a person's life. If you don't do anything else and you at least do one thing for your body, for your mind and your soul every single day, I think that your life will drastically start changing slowly but surely because now you're giving yourself life and you'll be able to hold love and space and compassion for others because that's one of the things people are like why are people not being compassionate to others i'm like well are you being compassionate to yourself how can you show compassion if you're not even giving it to yourself i mean and and again i keep going back to my daughters but, but i think my mind has been so much on them you know it's always been focused on them but now that i'm focusing on myself it's been so much easier to focus on them because now I know. So when I see them having a hard time, I tell them, well, you know, did you do this for yourself first? You can't expect someone to see that in you if you're not seeing it in yourself. And they go, oh, that makes sense. 
And I want them to be able to do that now because I didn't have that. I wasn't having compassion for myself. I was running myself to the ground, which is why I was anxious and depressed and a million other things, you know? <laughs> it, it's We don't realize that by us not giving that time to ourselves, we're just not, we're not okay. living life. Yeah, it's not doing anyone any good, right? No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not doing yourself good. It's not doing your family good, your, your relationships, anything. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. And oh, that's so beautiful. And it's it's interesting how that happened to you because this is kind of also where our intuition comes in. Mm -hmm. You know, because your intuition will start knocking at you and you know, or like slapping you. <laughs> We're stopping you exactly like you know you were getting you were getting these thoughts and these ideas about like what's you know what's something's going on something's going on but you just kept powering through mm -hmm. you know rather than taking the time to actually listen so then what the universe did was it said okay i'm gonna smack you on your ass yep. and now i'm gonna force you to sit in bed and actually take care of yourself <laughs> pretty much that's exactly what she did yeah so it's so important that we really tune in to our, you know, our body, to our intuition, you know, anytime that we have those, those thoughts and, and those, and those, those emotions, like allowing ourselves to be in those emotions because they're there for a reason. They're there to teach us something. They're there to show us something, um, something we need to move through. And, you know, I'll argue that sometimes they just are because mm -hmm. we're human. And we have, we're cyclical. And sometimes we just have days where this is just how we feel. Maybe there's no apparent reason on the top of our mind and it's okay, but let me be there. Let me honor it. And, and then, you know, then you move on. It's, it's a whole brand new day the next day. So I, I love that. I love that you talked about that. And yeah, I just, I just think compassion is something that so many women lack in themselves. So showing us the compassion. So like, for instance, I was sharing this morning um, with um, on Instagram, how like yesterday I forgot to do my journaling practice. And I remember like throughout the day, I was like, oh, I gotta do that. I gotta do that. And I never got around to doing it. And then this morning I was like, shit, I didn't do my journal practice yesterday. And then what I did was, is I remembered it's okay. So I just like crossed a line through it and I wrote in big letters on that day, it's okay that I forgot or that I, you know, because we have these ideas in, you know, in our minds, part of conditioning, I think, mm -hmm. and not only conditioning, um, so the, all that sponge concept that you were talking about earlier, because we take in so much information, the idea that if we have a day where it's bad, or we have all these horrible thoughts, or we get in our sorrow or, or whatever. We have this idea, this limiting belief that says, well, because I did this and because I allowed myself to do this, well, I just set myself 10 steps back. Yes. And that is so not true. It's so not true. Um, or that we are a bad person. We're like, oh, I'm horrible now because I didn't do this one thing. <laughs> right. So like, yeah, I mean, being awake and being part, part of being an awakened woman, if that's what like, if, if that's what your goal is to, to have this sort of path where you're, you're just being in the divine flow of things, that's all part of it. And having that compassion for yourself. 
that it's okay. It's all flow. It's all beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I'm glad that you talked about the intuition part. Cause I think that when it comes to intuition, it's so important. It's so important. And especially, you know, for women who have been conditioned so hard to just do what others say, tell, tell them to do and not be able to speak up. Listening to that gut feeling is really important. And, you know, following your body, your body knows best. She will always lead you in the right direction. It's about getting out of your head and just dropping down to your body and really feeling rather than thinking, which is what we're taught in this world is to think about every decision we make. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I've been loving this conversation. That's been so awesome. Yes. How fun. Like Thank I could you. talk for hours and hours about this kind of stuff, but of <laughs> course, you know, there's always limited time, but, um, I just wanted to ask you if you could just share with everyone, you know, where they can find you online, what you have going on. So you can find me on Instagram at Victoria underscore underscore Armijo, which is my last name, A-R-M-I-J-O. Um, my website is victoriaarmijo.com. And on Facebook, it's the same. So basically right now I am, you know, digging deep into this, you know, self-worth, self-love and human design. I'm studying human design right now, which I am, you know, entwining all that into this entire thing that I'm putting together. I'm actually working on a program right now. If I can just listen to my intuition and get it out there because it's completed, you know, but, um, but yeah, so they can follow me there and come visit and let me know and tag us when they listen to the podcast episode. I would love to connect with them. That's amazing. And y'all, if, if you're not familiar with human design, human design is so fantastic. Um, You can get a free chart reading online anywhere really Mm -hmm. about, and Victoria is, is truly amazing at um, reading the charts. And I I know she's still in school. I'm still learning, but you're doing such an amazing job. Thank you. Uh, So I highly recommend checking out human design. If that's something that, that intrigues you, or you want to learn more about follow Victoria, because it's, it's, it really relates to so much of, of what we've talked about and mm-hmm. what we've talked about today and so much more. So Victoria, thank you so much for joining me. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, Renee. This was amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please help other women who need to hear this inspiring episode by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. And if you're ready to start the transition to your soul-aligned work in the world, go to www.reneeshear.com and apply to work with Renee or schedule a free discovery call. Until next time, thanks for listening.